1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Paul.
2: So we're going to talk... We're going to when, talk... No, but I, we're going to jump right into it. But last week, Giannis would tell us that episode, because I don't think everyone saw. Everyone listens to the show. One, thank you. But two, they didn't see our Instagram reel. Our Giannis episode, that was 50. 50 episodes, man. Can you believe that? that 50 was, that freaking was our, episodes.
1: That was our 50th. Yeah. We didn't even think about it. Yeah. And so thank you again to everybody who... Has been out there and listening and supporting and liking and commenting and all that kind of stuff. Um, God, ah, we love you guys! Literally, last year at yeah. this time, it was like this brilliant idea that I came up with. And hey, Paul, you want to do this? And never in my wildest dreams would I have thought it would have evolved into what it's been. Insane,
2: absolutely insane. It's it's it's
1: it's because of you guys listening, clicking,
2: download every week. It's you know our sponsors tethered go wild first light thank you to all three of those organizations the people involved with them man we're very very grateful for your support
1: all of our guests that have been on the show yeah
2: all of our guests we've had just some freaking awesome people on the show man and it's it just it's getting better i mean it's just it's gonna keep getting better we're we're trying to learn how to do this and ask questions and not sound like dumbasses. but man 50 episodes quite a feat for us i think so
1: thank you thank you all so. and and
2: last week when we were screwing around you found our demo episodes that we sent to emperor dan johnson we will never we could not we could get through them i looked at you i'm like how did how did we end up here man well, we've, come, we've come we've come a long
1: off. way we're not listening to <laughs> it. i wanted to listen no. to it
2: It was, fun. and if you guys if you guys came in after you know if you came in like episode five or six you missed it but we had we had a a, a partner in crime cory who uh didn't didn't want to stick it stick it out but uh yeah it was it was (laughs) this is a fun dynamic on the on the episode so yes thank you to everyone listening thank you for uh you know communicate with us on on go wild and instagram uh and thanks to our sponsors man what a ride i'm looking forward to another hopefully 50 episodes
1: and what what a ride yes absolutely so well paul it's the most wonderful week of the year. Uh, is it the week that
2: the Cleveland Browns shit the bed against the Jets? Is that the week they're that talking every about?
1: Every week, Paul. You're Browns, Browns fan. Suck. You just wrecked your car. I hate them
2: and love them. I hadn't followed them on all shows. For me, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I, 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 I need like, I need a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna take like a month break. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow any Brown. I just
1: I'm just not. I'm not Luckily gonna the bungles it. are just bungling down there too. So I
2: don't even. I've, I'm so checked out from NFL football at this point. I don't even know. Don't even know. Buckeyes so, put on
1: a pretty good show the other night. Yeah, if
2: you're from Toledo, sorry about that ass whooping y'all took, but yeah, what a what a what a game.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of fireworks there on the offensive side. I think they think still got a lot to. Uh, sure up there uh, The team up north is and This is the sports segment Brought to you by the O2 podcast Now so we're
2: get back to what we all give a shit about
1: Oh my god it's the week man It, it is, the, is week. the week What is this week Andrew? It is the opening week for the state For deer archery Deer archery On Saturday man. And I'll be out there And I might be sweating And I don't care yeah. I don't know It's It seems like relatively Did you mild, Did yeah. I send you the forecast? Did yeah, you see that? Yeah lows in the 40s And it goes from eighty-eight as the high on Wednesday here yeah. to sixty-four on Thursday as the high. God, I wish we That's could insane. hunt that cold front. <laughs> Can you imagine? I
2: know, like we we we've talked to like Dan Johnson and some of these other guys. And they're like, oh, October cold fronts are bullshit. You know, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's a massive swing. I mean. There's either going to be one heck of a storm rolling through, and it's going to just pound everything. Well, or that,
1: I think that night, Wednesday night, there's supposed to be thunderstorms, which would even be better. They'll be all hunkered down. They'll be up and going there sat- yeah. the Thursday morning. Let's hope so. But it doesn't matter because we can't do anything. Now, if you're up there in that, uh, that CWD zone, the DSA area, uh, that might be a solid uh, call-in to Lake to work the next you know, morning yeah. there Thursday but yeah
2: if if, if if you guys are listening and you've hunted up there you've hunted up there once if you've hunted up there had any success I mean give us a call man shoot us shoot us a message on go wild or Instagram I like to hear how that how that hunt's been and yeah we want to hear about it so
1: yeah for sure but yes it is Paul and um
2: I don't know are you going out Saturday I am my son and I are going to go out we're going to go out to a public land spot here in uh eastern Ohio We've got our spot picked out so, we'll see, man. You got your spot picked out yet? Give it hell. I think so. Yeah. I think I got a pretty good idea. So Yeah. I saw, air, you know, everyone knows. It's like so you're starting to see acorns on the ground and, I don't know, like fun. hickory nuts. Like, are deer into hickory nuts? I don't think. I think the tan levels are too high. Yeah, I don't think that was so. palatable. But I the, mean, I guess if they're hungry enough, they're going to eat anything, right? But if you find those white oaks, man, you're going to find gold right now. Yeah. The spot that we're going to go to out at this public land, I mean, you and I were out there. was just covered up with white oak, so. It's pretty. Put trail camera out there. We're gonna go out there and see what we can get into. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I'm 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 very very excited about this uh, this uh, deer hunting season, archery season. So first time in a long time, got to uh, get up in the saddle, man. Like in a hunting scenario for the first time, it's gonna be good. I'm, I'm thinking about getting there kind of like obnoxiously early, just to get myself a little. I you know I don't want to be like rushing up the tree. You know I want to be able to like go up. 10 feet panic for a little bit and then go up another eight feet panic and then set my platform and move on. So,
1: so I'll just, my two cents on that. When you're going into the dark into a place that you're not super familiar with, there's a few things to do. Like in my opinion, take your time. Yeah. What is it? Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Just ease your way up. Make sure, you know, if you start getting all huffy and puffy and then you'll get pissed and you're sweating and everything else. So just take your time um the other thing is make sure the tree you're climbing up is alive yeah for sure and at this time of the year it's easier because you've got leaves to look up shine shine that light up there make sure there's leaves before you start climbing because the last thing you want to do is get up there in a tree that's not structurally sound and then uh sit there and worry about that the whole time so
2: good 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 advice i'm looking forward to it man i We'll see. You got a nice little, nice little spot, man. I got a lot of, a lot of high hopes for this hunting season. So. so, we did something fun last week.
1: What did we do? I forget.
2: Wednesday night, we were special guests on the Missouri Woods and Water podcast. So, they are another show uh, on our network, Sportsman's Empire. Man, awesome group of guys. I like. like the, it. I like those guys. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed getting to talk to them, man. So. So listen to this show. Go over check out Missouri Woods and Water. We all had we all had quite a few drinks. Micah did not drink because he was still recovering from a bottle of Jack, I believe, to the face no, a couple it, days earlier. Was it Jack? <laughs> no, it was Rittenhouse. Uh, Rittenhouse,
1: yeah, whatever that is. So whiskey, but oh. but yeah, that was fun. Uh, and it was got to just. Kind of shoot shit with those guys. Um, yeah. It was a good talk, man. We talked for talked for quite a while. I think it would be good. Hopefully, it's a good episode for yeah. them. So, it's, yeah, uh, give them some love. Missouri Woods and Water. Yep. When this drops, it's going to be the day before. I think theirs comes out some thir-
2: on Thursday, Tuesday, yeah. the Tuesday. 20th. So. Oh, there you go. Okay. If um, we're even on that episode, who knows? Yeah. So, I'm doing the uh, Mitchell Shirk, the Pennsylvania Woodsman podcast on Wednesday. We're doing me and uh, a turkey a fall turkey hunting legend, Brett Berry from Northern Ohio, will be doing Mitch's show. So you can hunt turkeys in the fall, Andrew. It's not uh, just a spring sport. So, man, I cannot wait. October for me, turkey season. How'd
1: you like that picture I sent you today? That
2: was pretty good. Up the cabin there in, in the, the, the hills of Pennsylvania, a bunch of freaking turkeys walking around the front yard.
1: Yeah, it got passed along to me. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know if it's a good sign for turkey population. I mean, anytime you see a flock of birds, they're good size. Yeah. Like that. They're healthy, for sure. There's um, a lot of them. You know, it can't hurt anything. So, No, definitely not. Hopefully that continues. Definitely not. So what do we got, man? News from around this beautiful state. What do we got? The monarch migration has begun. It's oh, underway. Cool. So we always hear about pollinators being important, and they are. Very. Um, but the monarchs are making their way down to Mexico. A um, couple tip or, uh, tidbits of information on this is that uh, you know, milkweed is really important. It is. They can use milkweed at all times of their life. So.
2: Oh, I did not know that. I thought that milkweed was the only plant that the caterpillar could feed on, and that was why it was imperative for the monarch development. I did not know that they used it throughout their life cycle.
1: I am no monarch expert. And do not claim to be, but uh, and what I was reading said they the it's the only plant that they can use for their entire lifespan. So,
2: what would you call a monarch expert? Would that be like a monarchist,
1: <laughs> monarcharian, <laughs> monarcharian? Uh, um, that's I'm pretty sure. cool. That I mean, we're talking like millions of butterflies. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Do you know they can fly fifty to a hundred miles a day? That's insane. That's stupid. Have you ever seen a like a monarch? They fly like sideways half the time. It, dude, they f- they're flapping those little wings like. We're not walking fifty or a hundred miles a day, and we got you got big legs. Like, <laughs> it was a fat joke. That no long long strides. That's yes just I do. That's crazy. So
2: yeah, no, that's cool, man. Cool. I I I didn't know that that was uh, underway, and I know Ohio, man. There's probably a lot of them coming through from Canada, so. Let's see, we got uh, the H2O program. If you're not sh- familiar with that, we've talked about it a little bit on this show, but it's a program that Governor DeWine instituted uh, a couple of years ago. It's wetland habitat restoration and, and various projects throughout the state. But a lot of good things come out of that program, I think. Uh, so there were two new wetland projects announced last week, uh, the Oakwoods Nature Preserve East and West. So there's going to be two, two new projects, two new wetlands restored there. Pretty pretty neat there, up so. near Finley, Hancock County, 142 total acres. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, a lot of acres that have been been conserved through that program. So, you know, it's one of those. I know that uh, you know if, if 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 a governor gets voted out of office or terms out, that some of these programs, you know, get get canceled or pet projects, whatever the hell you want to call them. But this is one I like to see continue for you know for a couple of years. So, another kind of big big. Uh, News product or news story here. It's the NWTF National Wild Turkey Federation's Conservation Week, September eighteenth through the twenty fourth. So, what that is, it's just a way to highlight the work that the National Wild Turkey Federation has done in the respective regions. So, we're not going to talk about the respective region. We're going to talk about Ohio, where we live. And I mean, I am very proud to be a part of the NWTF. I've talked about it at nausea. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But two things, Andrew, that I want to highlight to the listeners of the show that the nwtf in this state have done this is coming from the state chapter of the national wild turkey federation the volunteers and the members of that organization in this state last year purchased 1200 acres along shawnee state forest converted it to public access in perpetuity there's gonna be conservation easement on there that's always going to be land that we can hunt on and it's really nice really nice property i was down there this year It's, it's a lot of turkeys down there so that was fun. And another thing that's really, I know you hear about a ton, uh, it's really come to the forefront of kind of the modern turkey hunter, and that's turkey research. There's been a ton of turkey research that's gone on over the last 50 years, uh, and then there's just more is needed. You know, we really need to see why the decline of turkey populations are happening. And in the state, the state chapter, Andrew, funded to the tune of $50,000, the a wild turkey nesting and Brood Habitat Research Project, uh, Dr. Bob Gates from Ohio State is going to lead that project. They're going to start trapping turkeys on public land uh, in February of 2023. So something cool. I don't know if I told you, we're going to go down and we're going to film that process. We're going to be able to put that out and, uh, and show our listeners the work that's going on. That with that be. research project. So, yeah, that's it's going to be really sweet. cool. We'll see the We'll see the, the whole process of banding turkeys and putting the, uh, the radio collars on them and everything. So it's going to be really neat. I'm looking forward to that. So thanks to Dr. Gates for, for
1: and Paul. Her I her know, mind. you know, you're the Turkey minded one here, but the, uh, I always know if I'm driving down the road and I've got a two hour work, work trip ahead of me that I can call you and we can just talk about turkeys. You're damn right. Because you know, I always get on some tangent about what's going on and yeah. I heard this and what do you think of that? And, What was the most recent one we were talking about herbicides or herbicides? Yeah. Insecticides effect impact
2: on on wild turkeys. And we talked for a while about that. So, yeah, Mm. but I think we won't we won't dive down that hole yet because it's, you know, deer hunting season. No one cares. But if you do care, feel free to call me talk to you about it all day yeah (laughs) so but i mean what's good for the wild turkey is good for the grouse it's good for the pheasant it's good for the white-tailed deer it's good for everything and so i mean that's i think that's the two things that are really good and and that's just two two easy projects to highlight i mean the the work that's been done in the state from that conservation organization the nwtf and all and really all the other ones there's been a lot of projects i mean pheasants forever just bought a huge piece of property in north central ohio uh kind of north of marion northeast of marion for I want to see if it's like 900 acres for public hunting, and it's managed for upland game. Oh, wow. You know, grouse. Uh, well, not necessarily grouse, but uh, quail and pheasant. So a lot of work, man. Your conservation dollars are being used in this state. So if you're not a member of the NWTF, Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, National Deer Association, Google it. You can get on nwtf.org. Boom. You get some free stuff if you join this week. So that's what we, uh, we got going on in the world of conservation. So.
1: All right, so a couple other news stories that we are uh, working on here. Oh
2: man, I got hat samples in the truck for you. I
1: forgot to show you. Oh boy,
2: hat samples, man,
1: you know coming I, your I, way, guys. I, I'm a hat person. So. You are a
2: hat person. I got, I got, I picked this out one of the uh, the foam hats with the ropes on it. Oh, oh, you guys are gonna love it. The trashy trucker hats. I freaking love those things.
1: They're gonna be sweet. You guys are gonna like them. And. That's your ad there for uh, Trashy Trucker Hats. Yep. So back to the news. Back to the news. Coshocton <laughs> County. We've got Ohio Tree Farm Field Day. Um, so this is one. Uh, go on ODNR's website and look it up. But it's going to be October 1st from 9 to 2. And they're going to talk a lot about uh, managing invasive species, wildlife habitat management, selecting heart selection harvest, and salvage harvesting, tree planting, etc. Got some foresters gonna work on that. It is in Tiverton Timber Tree Farm. Wow. And helpful. Yeah, Brinkhaven, Ohio. So all the all the details are on there. It sounds cool if it's something you want to learn more about. Uh there you go. Let's see what else we got. Um the renovated Indian Creek shooting range is now back open to the public. Uh, Down in Brown County, Fayetteville. Uh, If you guys need to get out down there and get your guns warmed up there for gun season, that's a another one. So I think that's about all the news. Yeah. Um, I want to do something
2: fun with our listeners this this deer. I'm not even gonna call it deer season. This hunting season, this fall and winter hunting season. I want I want to call and tell me what you think about this. I'm going to call it the O2 Hunt Camp. So if you harvest an animal—deer, turkey, pheasant, waterfowl—doesn't matter. Cool story, first time going out, kid—you know, it doesn't matter. If it's a cool story and you want to talk about it, share some pictures, get in contact with us. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Go Wild. You know, if it's if you're if it's good enough, we'll have you on the show. What do you think? I think it'd be fun. I'm in. Quick little quick little O2 Hunt uh, Hunt Camp segment. So. Keep uh, keep them coming, man. I get I get a lot of people that that, that hit me up on Instagram and, and want to hear uh hear people come on. So I'd love to have you guys on. Shout out to my buddy Mike on Instagram for for saying, hey, man, let's make that happen. So O2 Hunt Camp, let's do it.
1: All right. So while we're on some of this stuff, Paul Knight, we uh, we've got a Patreon that we opened up. All right. So if you oh, I thought it was an OnlyFans. No, no, that's right. different. Um, the Patreon is uh www.patreon.com slash d 2 podcast. All right. Uh, so we kind of went back and forth on if we were going to do this uh, in the long run. But here we are. So we did it. If, if you're not familiar with Patreon, basically you help support the show. Uh, you can sign up for a monthly basically subscription and it, we will get you a T-shirt, uh, some stickers, uh, maybe a koozie, something like that. But we'll get that out to you. Uh, Not just as- a T-shirt. The Pro Two staff. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. The Pro Two,
2: like the what? What do they call it? They call it Pro staffs. The Pro yes. Two staff. So because <laughs> <I love>
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> those shirts are awesome too. By the way, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we we've, we've named our our membership tier. The pro staff, but we got our, our logo in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like the pro two staff
2: and yeah. just have fun with it, man. This is not like a paid pro staff position. Yeah, we're not, is, <laughs> you know, a joke. if anything, yeah, we're making fun of the, the hunting douche pro staffs uh, that everyone wants to get on. Hell, I wouldn't mind being on a couple of them. I'm being yeah. honest, but,
1: but in reality it is, it would help support the show. Right, yeah. so and we're we're gonna do some fun stuff with it. We got some stuff planned. Absolutely, we've talked to some of our guests about maybe having live uh, Q and A, live Q and A sessions for yeah. Patreon only members. So um, I think our, our membership staff or our, <laughs> Pro Two staff is uh, ten dollar a month is a tier. If it's something you're in- interested in, feel free. We we appreciate you, and uh, if not, we'll still keep giving you yeah. free. You get a little gift bag or something.
2: Yeah, we'll yeah. do the. What, who would who would your number one? live question and answer session guest be with some listeners. Who would you want to hear the most? Who would you want to talk to? It's easy for me. I'm going to say Dave Owens, but I just got to talk to Dave Owens last week for two hours. That was freaking awesome. Josh Carney would be... He would be super entertaining as a live Q&A guest because he's freaking hilarious. Tonk would be another one that I'd want to hear. Yeah. For sure. From the state. Get in. You could... He'd be fun. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know who you want to see. If you haven't learned anything in the last 51 episodes, we will reach out to literally anybody. It doesn't matter if they're interesting. They got a great story. They're fun. They're entertaining. They you know they've they provide value. We'll try to get them on the show because some of those people are cool, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know who. I mean, because we, we basically do question and answer. So I, it's yeah. for for me, Mark Kenyon. I mean, I think I'd like to just cool, yeah. kind of shoot shit with him. We usually get yeah. pretty business related on this. but We've been trying Donald Trump Jr., too, getting him on the show. Yeah. Because he's yeah.
2: a big-time hunter. We
1: Talk have to get him and uh, Joe Rogan. That and...
2: son of a bitch, Joe Rogan, didn't return our email. No, Joe, did. you were just Come here on, on Saturday. Joe. You could have just stopped by the compound and, and done a quick interview with him. We could have pulled up a five-gallon bucket for him.
1: We had a headset.
2: Make it big. Joe Rogan doesn't call back the little tiny podcast guys. Jeez. (laughs) Anyways. Joe, if you're listening, I'm just being.
1: Patreon.com slash the O2 podcast. Yep. So also shout out to our guys over at Go Wild. Appreciate you uh, helping us along the way. They got some cool stuff up on
2: their TikTok, dude. dude
1: they're they're killing it right now. <laughs> they are
2: killing it, man. I'm so happy for that crew. It's so funny. All man. of them that are there, they they've worked so hard, man. They've built a great culture. They got a great program. Tons, tons of stuff available right now on their website. The days of shit being delayed, man, I think we're kind of getting past that. They got a lot of stock, they got a lot of inventory, a lot of projects or products available. So if you're trying to, you know, get something to get geared up for, for early goose, for waterfowl, for deer, for turkey, and I mean they got all of it. Clothes, backpacks,
1: everything. You know what I, I love about them, and we we can, we talk to them all the time. But <laughs> they run a hunting and angling website, right? Yes. Or app, whatever you want to call it but they're just like us, man. They're They're just like us when they're out there testing their saddles or screwing around fishing with different types of things and making mistakes. I mean, they are not no offense guys, but the I know you're listening, Braden and and Derek. Now Derek, Derek is, he's pretty legit. He goes out and just kills everything. Yeah. But, uh, we're all, (laughs) we're all just trying to figure it out. Right. And enjoy this ride that is known, you know, as, as, the outdoor in you know, world. So yeah. I know that they've caught flack for some stuff that they said on their, their podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, look, we're not experts. And, and I appreciate that. It's, it's back to the, uh, you know, we're all, we're all just figuring it out as we go. Yeah, right? That's it,
2: man. There's, there's a lot of people out there and I'm sure we've got a ton of our listeners are like, God, these guys are dumb. One, we are dumb. Yes. But two, uh, I like talking to those guys that are just better at it. You know, if I was the expert, this would be boring, right? Like, I don't know, man. I like learning stuff like that. So good stuff going on at go wild. We got our boys from Tethered. Uh, man, I've talked about it. I'm excited. I've got my Phantom XL locked in, ready to go. I've got some some questions about kind of like the process of like the tweaks that people make. You know, to their gear. And I think it's one of those things that the first like five or six times I go up the trim, like, oh, well, the next time I'm going to do this. And then, you know, the next time I'm, you know, just that learning curve. So I'm looking forward to that. TetherNation.com, they still got a lot of their stuff in stock. I got the Skeletor sticks, those things are pretty sweet. We they're got,
1: they're a good follow on instagram too I, they are are they the one they're doing just the tip tuesday just the tip tuesday <laughs> yes love that. spit on it and go so the, yeah uh, <laughs> where they give you tips about saddle hunting paul yeah so yeah uh, we'll we'll have to out the out
2: to dive into those more i've watched i've watched quite a few of them but already earning those guys are pretty good so new partners beards of legend beards of com. don't be a schmuck your beard's looking great start getting some oil on that thing man it's oil bomb. It's I was going to tell you, no,
1: I was going to tell you, I hope I kill a buck this weekend because no. it's starting. I, I'm, I can't, I don't know. I, I too I'm old, so proud of D or something no, but it it's looks like great. bothering me. Yeah.
2: I use the products beard, the They got uh, all sorts of bombs, oils. There's some tattoo cream that's out there. There's a women's line coming out, man. It's pretty, pretty cool. If you enter code legend at checkout, you save yourself 10%. So, and of course I'm going to be head to toe, buddy. Well, not head to toe, but I will. Yeah, you'll be head to toe. First light. I'm looking forward to that. I am going to wear my leafy suit that I bought for turkey season for this early deer, so I'm gonna go like the wick, just T shirt, because it's gonna be hot. And then that, that leafy suit is is vented. It's just like mesh with the leafy and then the Sawbuck pants. So I bought a pair of the light boots. Have I talked about those on this show yet? So we it's a group out of somebody. Oh, we were yeah, talking about yeah, of, out of uh I wanna say they're like Alabama. It's L-I-T-E boots. So you can find them on Instagram. You can Google them. But dude, these boots weigh 13 ounces per boot. So they're like injection molded. They're super light. They're durable. I am very, very impressed with the light boots. So and they're like 80 bucks. That is nothing for for a pair of boots. And they I mean they I like them better than my my big ass. Like Irish cheddar boots that I bought a couple years ago, and if you were for Irish Shetter, I'm not talking about about your product. I literally have four pair of your boots, but they're just heavy, right? They're heavy, they're cumbersome. These are light, so big fan of those.
1: Yeah, not sponsors, this not show. sponsors. I
2: just like their stuff, man. I saw them. I actually saw them at the nwtf show. I'm like, damn, these are these are boots. Right. So, big fan. So, Can't back,
1: back to the First Light stuff. That's what uh, this week's episode's about. And um, we we had the opportunity to sit down with Josh uh, Hilliard from First Light. And he works what, in their marketing department or whatever. But great stick, man. What a dude. Um,
2: Damn good hunter, too. Very good He's hunter. He's in Idaho right now with I, Mark Kenyon. What, drought
1: fishing or hunting something sheep? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. He's good. But, but and actually he was a hard one to tie down because he's got so much going on. Yeah. They already been to South Carolina, killed yeah, a nice buck down there. Helped or... with a guy kill Buck down yeah. there. So um good for, dude. For me this weekend it's it's light, man. It's probably obsidian pants. Yeah. I got wick. the obsidians too. I bought them in spring. Wick yeah. uh up top. I don't I know. The,
2: that wick hoodie. That thing's pretty sweet. And those are I mean, if you're I know first light can be kind of pricey. It is kind of pricey for a lot of stuff but those wick layers those base layers are very affordable they are awesome and that's what Josh he would talk about in the episode what's the one thing that you would buy if you're being price conscious you want to get into a base layers that wick hoodie is sweet yeah
1: start there man yeah just if you want to if you want to try it, and um yeah because you just dip your toe in it and then as time goes on you can continue to build stuff you know you know rome yeah. wasn't built overnight uh, type of I- idea, really, uh, with that kind of stuff. The other thing is watch for sales. Every once in a while, man, they got sales. They, dude, just, they just got done 30% off sales. 30% off on a lot of stuff. And then I know usually around Thanksgiving they got their gravy boat sale. But what a good name. That's a long way away. So if uh, you guys are interested in any more of that, their website, firstlight.com, I'm still waiting for that transfer pack to come out. Yeah, the thing. Sure. So, yeah, this is, I mean, dude, this
2: is not, a 45 minute commercial for First Life This is a good talk about gear Good talk about fabrics What you're looking for How to layer and This is good I thought it was a really I thought it was a really good talk So you're going to learn a lot Even if you're not a First Life fan If it's something you're never going to buy Like you're still going to learn something So they, they don't have it for sale I looked this morning Even the notify me on the uh, On the transfer pack It's not there yet So Josh if you're listening What's up man Come on get that notify me button up
1: there They're uh, they're working on it I'm sure So Yeah they are Anywho um, Let's see We'll wrap her up here for our segment, but theo2podcast. dot com. That's the website. Patreon. The the um, the the dot com slash theo2podcast. Theo2podcast. The dot o two podcast. Instagram o two dot podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, preferred social media. O two podcast on go wild. Go wild. Yeah. So. Well, buddy, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. I don't. I can't Watch even keep up on. with all of it anymore, but I can't. all I care about is Saturday.
2: Oh, it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. I hope we both smoke a doe on, on Saturday. I hope my son shoots a deer.
1: I hope I smoke a huge buck so I can cut this damn beard.
2: No, don't cut kind it. Of, you look good, dude. <laughs> com, bro. I'll bring you some free stuff.
1: Okay. Well, we, maybe we can talk about that. So. Yeah, Anywho, good. Um, good luck, guys, if you get out there and ladies uh, this weekend. And I get it. If, if September 24th isn't your ideal time to get out in the woods and – Maybe you can just get out and yeah. do something. And
2: else. if you dude, tag us yes. in your pictures on Instagram, go wild. I hate to say this. There's even a damn Facebook With o- the O2 Facebook is on there. You can tag us on that. You can follow us on that and do whatever you want. There's also, you can get us on literally every social media. And, and okay, we want to, we want to bring, this is a community, man. This is a community of hunters in the state of Ohio. Let's, let's amp, let's ramp that up.
1: Absolutely. And if you can't find us on some of these things, whether it's, uh, facebook or whatever try ohio outdoors podcast look for our little logo yeah because sometimes um
2: yeah the seo stuff gets kind of weird yeah if you just search ohio outdoors it's we're gonna pop up the o2 podcast there might be some schmucks over in england talking about soccer whatever the hell they talk about but yeah other than that man o2 podcast the o2podcast.com click contact you can email either months or i yep. if you so please
1: thanks guys thanks again we appreciate it have a great week and uh good luck hear about some dead deer next week. See ya. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to O2 Podcast. Today, uh, Paul is on his traveling road show, but more importantly, we've got our special guest, Mr. Josh Hilliard from First Light. Josh, how are you today?
0: I'm good, guys. How you doing?
1: Oh, we're hanging in there, so... Um, man uh let's just start right off the bat you've been busy and we haven't even really kind of officially opened deer season in Ohio yet but uh you've already helped get one on the ground you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to
0: yeah yeah man it has been busy um got my whitetail season started uh uh well earlier this year than I than I typically do um you know like you I'm in Michigan so so our season doesn't usually come in till uh october 1st um but i had the opportunity to go down to south carolina uh, a couple of weeks ago already i think we we're down there like august 21st 22nd is when i started hunting down there um and it was hunting whitetails and in, in velvet with a with a rifle in uh, south carolina it was a is definitely an interesting hunt. Um, uh, Certainly not what I'm used to with the humidity and and all that kind of stuff. But man, it was a, it was a great time and and uh, I'd do it all over again.
1: It sounds like the most ass backward thing for an Ohio <laughs> an Ohio hunter that you know you don't hunt in August uh, or in velvet or with a rifle and yeah. all that. So, um, what I'm just curious is it like 10,000 degrees and covered in bugs the whole time, or how comfortable you know what, is that?
0: my thoughts were going to be it was going to be just like unbearably hot and lots of bugs it was it was pretty darn hot um we kind of hit it at an okay time where they're they're saying it could be a lot worse but like we had like temps in the mid to upper 80s i think a couple days maybe we hit low 90s but the biggest thing down there is just the humidity like you'd walk outside of the the house and it would just be like like a brick wall of, of, humidity. Um, so it always felt hotter than it was cause you just like start sweating immediately. Um, and then we were doing a bunch of hanging hunts too. So it was just like, it was hot and, uh, we worked hard and, and, uh, had a good time, but yeah, man, like hunting velvet white tails in August with the rifles is definitely like a strange thing for, a uh, uh, guys like you and I that are, that are up here in the North and don't typically get started until, you know, um, uh, it feels like fall, and then and then typically like rifle seasons or firearm seasons are these like short like windows of like one or two week periods, and later in the season. So yeah, it just felt really weird. Um, I actually started with the bow for the first couple of days, and then uh, it, it came apparent that if, if anything was going to happen, probably needed to, to switch over to the rifle. And, and we hunted with the rifle the last couple of days. Um, yeah, man, uh, bugs weren't too bad. We were running thermocells, um, seemed to help a little bit. Like even when we shut them off, like the the bugs were not unbearable. Um, So that was a, that was a a good surprise, I
1: guess that that the bugs weren't as bad as I thought they'd be. What was the deer movement like? Was it, I mean, are they bed most of the day? Yeah. It was like movement
0: was like real close to dark, um, more, both morning and, and, and evening hunts. Um, like a long, a long sit for us was like two hours. I mean, it was just like, uh maybe two and a half hours like you, you'd get out there and all the movement would be right around that you know first first half hour of the morning and the last half hour before dark and and closer to the dark closer to dark we got the, the more movement typically those bucks are moving pretty pretty tight um to shooting light so it, that made it a little bit tough um getting on deer uh but it was nice because we, we weren't sitting out you know five six hours of you know in the, in the hot sun in the afternoon like we weren't going out like two o'clock we we're going out like six o'clock you know right. um made it a little bit more
1: bearable and you guys were able to take one down right
0: yeah so we actually um we actually had two deer down in camp um over the over the week uh hunting down there with a, a buddy by the name of mark haslam um uh, he runs the southeast whitetail podcast and uh, actually just got done recording a podcast here with him this morning so Doing the whole podcast thing today, uh but yeah, he shot a really nice velvet buck. I think it was like the third morning he shot it in the morning. Um, so he killed as his best one, uh, best velvet buck ever down there. And he's been doing that hunt for quite a few years. Is really nice deer, uh, weighed at like 200 pounds, which is a which is a, a, a nice deer for down that way. And uh, we rough scored him at like just shy of like 130 inches or something like that. So awesome buck. And then uh, he had a buddy that was in in camp too that. Uh, killed like a, a nice three and a half year old eight pointer uh, last night we were there. So a couple deer in camp, it felt good to, to get a couple deer up on the up in their skin and shed down there. And, and uh, remember what that's all about. And, uh, you know, we had a couple beers around, uh, around
1: looking at deer, which is uh, always makes it feel like fall, even if it's 95 degrees in August, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, um, well, you know, talking about the, the heat and everything, you know, we're going to talk about, first light clothing all that kind of stuff um before we get into you know kind of picking and choosing and all that kind of stuff do you want can you give us a little background um for some of the listeners who might not really know kind of the history of first light and and all that kind of stuff i mean for me personally it was introduced to me two or three years ago really but before then you know i did all my camo shopping at walmart or big box store or xyz whatever until i i tried to dip my toe in the water and kind of went head first but uh you know can you give us a rundown of kind of how, how they got going out there
0: yeah yeah so our company is um first light is is headquartered in haley idaho uh, which is a sun valley out there just beautiful spot um got its start as essentially a, a company that was making uh base layers uh in merino wool kind of one of the first companies to start printing camouflage on merino wool um uh the founders of the company were, were big backcountry skiers and they always wore you know merino on their on their backcountry skiing adventures um but you know they, they got the thing is like well hey we do we do a lot of the same stuff when we're hunting elk and all that kind of stuff in, in the mountains and um how, how can we get this more of a, a hunting application so they they figured out how to Uh, get merino uh, wool uh, printed with camouflage and um, uh, rest is kind of the history kind of started out as a as a western focused company with with base layers and started expanding you know into outerwear um, geared towards like uh, the mobile hunter out west and and then within the last you know um, number of years have have really started to expand our product lineup and and now we have a full you know essentially a full whitetail line of of first light outerwear base layers mid layers um just launched a waterfowl line this year so really kind of encompassing um you know all the the major hunting uh categories that are out there right now with with our gear which is awesome so um you know me being a whitetail guy uh, definitely definitely have have focused the the most of my attention on the whitetail lineup here and and what i can speak to uh the most um, but man, it's, it's just, um, it's some great stuff. I've, I've really been impressed with the gear we, we, we already had in the lineup and the gear that's coming out, uh, that has been launching this year has been, has been just awesome. And has really filled some nice holes and a couple of my favorite pieces have come out this year. So i um, excited for the 2022 season and, and we're always pushing the limits. So, um, they'll, they'll continue to be, uh, good gear coming down the road as well.
1: I think you you might have just broke Paul's heart a little bit because you, you said we got every all the big things covered, but we didn't talk about turkeys. <laughs> but I can I can oh. I can vouch that the whitetail stuff uh, definitely uh, keeps oh, you yeah. hidden during turkey season.
0: There, there's there's been a pile of turkeys killed in Specter. There's been a pile of turkeys killed in and and uh, Fusion. There's been a pile of turkeys killed in Cipher. So it's uh, it's all killed turkeys, and and you can find you know there's there's a lot of crossover with our stuff where it's you know it's maybe made for a specific reason but um you know as technical outerwear technical hunting gear but like it can certainly cross over to different different applications as well
2: you know josh i i switched over to the specter pattern this year for turkey season and i was i was thrilled with it man i i got the leafy suit the the long sleeve wick and the Obsidian pants. I, I couldn't
1: have been more happy with it, honestly. So I mean, if, if, I'm I'll, That's, So I'm just messing with you. That's Paul. awesome. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: Just make a make a damn turkey mess, Josh. That's all I need. <laughs> well, uh, noted. Noted. We'll, we'll I'll keep that. I'll, I'll pass that along to the product team. Um. No, but yeah, I mean, the Specter camouflage was 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 built to be used in the elevated position with with some of the. Uh, you know the the depth of, of focus on it and the, the the shape disruption and some of the angles that it uses um, but it's certainly you know uh, the majority of whitetail hunting is done from an elevated position whether it's a you know a, a tree stand or a saddle or a, a tripod stand or a box blind or whatever most of it's done from an elevated position but um, it can certainly be uh, you know effective uh, at ground level too when, when it needs to be
1: so josh and we're looking um to start in the introduction side of of, of first light mm-hmm. i know um you know i've had some people reach out to me asking okay well kind of where do i start with this uh yep. what are some of the most important pieces and yep uh when, when we talk about the base layers i mean you mentioned the merino wool uh i know yep. when you look on the website there the 37.5 is listed all over um yep. merino it's kind of old school but kind of new school at the same time. Am I right? Because it's like mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, they used to wear a lot of wool and then yep. basically the world went to cotton and now we're back to the wool thing. And I guess what are some yep. of the benefits? If we're going to start base layer merino wool, what are what are some of the benefits and, and, and different things that people can expect?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to, to merino wool. Um, first and foremost, it's going to keep you warm and wet. Um, so it's got good like thermo, you know, thermoregulation in your body, um, kind of that microclimate around your body. Um, so it's it's going to keep you warm and wet. Um, it's it's silent. You know, it's it's a very very silent material. You're not going to get a you know bunch of scratchy noises or or crinkly noises or anything like that. Uh, there's no shine to it, so it, like absorbs UV. You know, the UV uh, uh, radiation, if you will. So you're you're not going to like uh, stick out like a sore thumb, like shining with like UV. Uh, reflecting off the, off the gear and maybe like the biggest benefit to Merino wool is it's uh, uh, scent mitigation, if you will. So like, it's not going to, it's not going to stink up right away. Like some synthetics may, Um, if you're, if you're wearing them for multi, you know, a a number of days in a row, like a lot of times a synthetic is going to start to get that, that odor smell or you're going to, you know, the classic like BL or whatever um, in some of those high sweat areas. Uh, merino wool is, is not going to start smelling like that it's, it's naturally like an odor resistant um, material so that is a huge factor when you're talking about you know being on a on a back country hunt where you're going to be hiking and, and walking and, and up and down mountains or even in the whitetail woods where you're you know hiking back a couple miles on a piece of public land on a on a multi-day hunt you're not going to stink up and start uh, smelling real bad like you're, you're not going to be able to like um you know you're not going to be like I what the heck that smell is when you, when you start lifting your arms up and smelling yourself. So <laughs> it's a naturally kind of like odor resistant material, which is great.
1: I can attest to, to what you're talking about and, um, kind of in Ohio, we opened up, uh, last weekend, um, with our DSA disease surveillance area for CWD. They opened up a couple weeks early. So I ran up there mm-hmm. and I did a hanging and hunt and I walked, it wasn't even, wasn't two miles. It was a half a mile or so. Into this area, I was, even though I tried to take my time, I was sweating, like, uh, unbelievably, right? I was soaking wet. <laughs> and I'm notorious for getting, once I would get wet, then i get really cold. Even though it's still 80 degrees out, it, you know, I would, couldn't believe how regulated everything was. Like, I wasn't hot. I wasn't cold. I Once I got up in the tree and situated, I threw my I had a, uh, kiln hoodie. I think it was the lightest one I had. I've rectified that, but, um, the, you know, I, I wasn't hot. I wasn't cool. I was completely comfortable, even though I know I was soaking wet. It was amazing how the material like kept me comfortable. I, I don't know how else to explain it, you know?
0: Yeah. It's going to like pull that like humidity away from your skin. So, um, and that's one of the, uh, I know you mentioned like the 37.5 technology we can, we can hit on that here. I think it's probably a good spot to talk about that. So like our wick our wick base layers or or anything that you see that is, is uh, mentioned in arrow wool. Uh, If if you notice there's arrow wool and there's merino X. So arrow wool is going to be like our our wick base layers. Um, And that's a blend of, of merino wool and then synthetic material that's infused with 37.5 active technology. And what that is, it's basically like um, it's a, it's going to help, with that, with that regulation of your body temperature, the the humidity around your microclimate—they call it—so like next to skin kind of stuff. So, thirty-seven point five degrees Celsius is going to be like your ideal body temperature. Um, to you know, uh, we're talking about like maximum performance, all that kind of stuff. But thirty-seven point five degrees Celsius is, is your max, or like your, your peak or, or ideal body temperature. Then also, thirty-seven point five percent humidity is going to be the the, the ideal humidity around your microclimate, if you will. And so that 37.5 active technology is going to help regulate temperature. It's going to, it's going to let you know that water evaporate out through the, uh, through the garment. And then also the, the 37.5 technology is going to help on the scent side where it's going to help capture uh, some of those odor molecules and it, it attaches onto them until it's laundered. And once you launder that garment, those, those are released and, and sent out through the washing machine. So it's kind of a, it, it was a, it was a, it was meant to be used with, with merino wool. So it's like a perfect, um, kind of like a perfect marriage of, of, of merino wool and this, this 37.5 active technology. We've got a ton of videos on our site that go into a lot of detail about it. And some of like the, the science behind it, I, I would recommend checking those out. If you haven't done so already, there's a, we have a tab on our website that just says learn. It talks all about our camo patterns and our technology that we use, all that kind of stuff spend some time in there because that's going to do a much better job of explaining it um, in depth and actual, some scientific, um, you know, terms than, than I can probably do here on the podcast, but um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to boost that thermoregulation that the Merino wool is, is already doing. It's almost like it's injecting it with, um, you know, steroids, if you will, and, and making everything just work better and, and together. It's going to help stuff dry faster, um, all that good stuff.
1: And it really does it both from the heat of the early season and then later in the year when it's cold out right
0: exactly yep yep so so um and and let me just i'll I'll kind of back up and say one so i said that's in the the wick base layers it's also in a ton of our outerwear so from the whitetail from the whitetail perspective like all the three major like outerwear categories all have the 37.5 technology in it as well the catalyst system solitude and sanctuary 2.0 all have uh, 35 or 37.5 technology uh, in them. So the more garments that you're wearing that have that technology built in, the the more effective it's going to be as you continue to stack layers with with 37.5 active technology. So, um, and I know I mentioned merino X. So let me just I'll just talk about that real quick. That's that's like our our kiln series, so like our mid weight base layers, and then the furnace series, our, our merino X. And essentially, what that is, it's 95 percent merino with five percent spandex um, just to kind of help the garment keep its its shape you know when you're wearing it on a multi-day hunt you're not going to start getting you know a saggy look to it that that spandex spandex is going to kind of help hold that shape longer and then also when you launder those garments it's going to kind of help tighten everything back up and and keep its shape um, as you use the garment.
1: So I'm brand new to this I mean, Well, we'll pretend mm-hmm. we'll pretend okay sure. and there's the, there's no beating around the bush i mean y- you get what you pay for here it's expensive yep. but i i mean it, it's just the best stuff i ever i've ever worn and uh probably to a fault that now my closet is mostly <laughs> first light stuff but um if you're just trying to figure this out for the first time what are some pieces that you might look at or considerations yeah. that say hey we're gonna buy some base layers we're gonna give them a shot yep. this year before we go Head first?
0: Yep. I, I think you got to ask yourself a, que- a couple of questions be- before you start making any sort of buying decisions. One, it's like, what time of the year am I hunting most often? And, and what's my style of hunting, right? Like, am I a tree stand hunter? Am I a guy or gal that's going to hunt elk out west or mule deer out west uh, or anything out west? Like, am I going to be active or am I going to be more stationary? Um, and then, when am I doing the majority of my hunting uh, from the from seasonality standpoint? Do, do I do most of my hunting during the rut in November? Well, that's probably going to be a different answer than if I'm, you know, uh, hunting whitetails in August in in South Carolina, right? Um, So I think, like, I think once you kind of answer those questions, you kind of start picking out gear that is going to be relevant to your situation. Um, I think some good, like, just all-around solid items to to grab um, to get started Um, for anybody, regardless of hunting scenario or style, I, I would say, like, wick serious stuff your base layers that's that's going to be the stuff you're going to be wearing next to skin most often um i don't think you can go wrong with with anything in that kind of wick franchise if you will um one of my favorite pieces i i wear it almost every day of the season regardless if it's if it's september or if it's december is the wick hoodie um i I love the wick hoodie It's, it's kind of my my first layer of defense if you will uh I wear solid ones all throughout the year. I wear them fishing, all that good stuff, even in the summer. But that's kind of like my go-to first layer I'm putting on is, is my wick hoodie. I'm, I'm wearing that as an outer layer in the early season and next to skin as my you know first line of defense uh, all the way through the late season. Um, we have wick, like a, just a classic wick crew long sleeve. We have a wick short sleeve. And then we also have a quarter zip, if, if you like the quarter zip uh, option to be able to dump heat. Uh, from the zipper in the front um, my preference is the hoodie so I think I think that's a great place to start it's a it's a good way to um, you know kind of break into it and see what the merino wool is all about how it how it performs how you like it against your skin all that good stuff um, same for the base layer there's a wick base layer um, I apologize if you guys hear my dog
1: barking but you're good we're a fan of dogs um, <laughs>
0: uh, so wick, wick like wick series is, is probably like would be like my go-to If I was going to pick something for, like, an outerwear piece, I'd probably, for the whitetail world, I'd probably go Catalyst, like, whitetail Catalyst jacket and bibs. Um, That's just going to be, like, your most versatile kind of outerwear. It's, like, a two-layer, like, fleece-backed softshell jacket um, and bibs. Um, And honestly, like, I'm wearing that. I I can get that, you know, from, uh, I'm going to, I actually leave for Idaho today, guys, uh, this afternoon for a hunt out there and i'm packing my catalyst stuff because it's going to be 40 degrees in the mornings out there but I, it's just not quite the point where i want to obviously bring like a, a fully insulated kit so i'm bringing the catalyst stuff out there and and we'll be using that you know in the mornings when it's cold um all the way through to like end of october um with the right layers i can i can get that thing probably even into november if i needed to depending on where i'm at um it's just a it's just a versatile piece that you can you can you can layer up underneath to get you further into the season, if that makes
1: sense. Uh, I would second everything that you just said. Right. And I, um, the wick hoodie and I, maybe you won't like this idea, but if anybody's like trying to pull that, uh, wants, wants to try that, you know, you don't even have to get it in camo. If you want to wear it, like you said, as yeah. like an outer, just a solid color. Um, yep. that's the, and just to get more use out of it, but you can also yep. use it as a base layer. And the catalyst yep. is something as durable. Uh, I've used that, turkey hunting and hear that oh, yeah. you hear that paul uh and then all the way up to i mean hell if you get a warm november it's like you bet you layer it right you can wear that all the way through or if you're even if you're in um gun season whether you're doing a drive or s- still hunting yep. and, and walking around that's a nice one it's quiet and it doesn't uh exactly allows you to move and, and get the get the job done so yeah
0: yeah if, if it's like if it's like you know 15 20 degrees and and you know end of november you're on a rifle hunt or something like that and you're just sitting in a tree stand if you layer right you you might be all right but like if you're if you're down and moving around that that'd probably be the ticket for for a spot and stalk hunter late in the year um uh, on that type of hunt and then one more thing i'd I'd probably just throw in and since this is primarily a you know we're talking whitetails here um one of the new pieces this year that i think is is a staple for for folks that can be you know, turkey hunting, whitetail hunting, any of that good stuff. Is that origin hoodie? Um, is is brand new? It's got the built-in face mask, the kangaroo pocket in the front. Um, it's it's sweet. Origin hoodie is, is is would be a great you know kind of mid-layer piece to uh, get started with. Again, you could wear you could wear that um, you know in early October as an outerwear piece and wear it all the way through the end of the end of the year as kind of that mid-layer. Um, um you know hiking into your stand and put your jacket on over top of that or whatever origin origin hoodie is is it's at.
1: huge fan of that one as well we're on the same page man like uh, (laughs) i had one of those i was wearing fishing earlier this year and uh i didn't even think about keeping my face warm and all of a sudden i was like oh cool i got this uh built-in face mask thing to keep my face warm because it was yep buku cold that morning um
0: and I wore that I wore that turkey out in a ton with that built-in face mask. That's a that's a great turkey hunting
1: piece too there, Paul.
2: Keep it, keep it coming, man. <laughs> keep it keep it coming. Uh but I want to jump in here yeah. real quick. So one of the one of the things for for me that you know, I, I knew about first life for years and I was really unhappy with the the turkey hunting, deer hunting clothes that I was using before. I was always looking for you know kind of that next step. I have like this weird shaped body, right? I'm like this upside down bowling pin, you know, that weighs 300 pounds. And so the fit, I was always nervous because it was, you know, I didn't want to buy something online. And it didn't fit right. Uh, when I finally jumped into it, I was very, very surprised at how well the the clothes fit on, on, on just a big guy. Right. I mean, that was, I see Steve Rinella running around the woods. I'm like, "Eh, I'm not built like Steve. Is this going to work for me? So, I mean, how do you guys do that? I mean, how do you, how do you fit clothes that, I mean, I've been buying clothes for decades, double X, doesn't matter. And it just doesn't fit right. I I hated everything that I bought. I bought something from first line. I'm like, well, this is way nicer than I thought it was going to be. So, I mean, how do you guys just like tailor that to, to guys? yeah that's
0: a that's a great question and we've got a we've got a really talented and skilled product team and i know a lot of time goes into r&d and measuring and testing stuff like um you know through our product cycles we're always trying to to um, uh, tweak the fit and make sure that it's fitting like a a wide variety of of body types um because you're certainly right i mean uh everyone's a little bit different. So it's like you have some like base metrics to hit. And and again, the product guys could probably speak product guys and gals probably speak a lot better to this, but like we try to, we try to get, uh, you know, folks that are, are a a variety of body styles and and shapes and all that kind of stuff, you know, in that stuff, right from the very beginning, as we start, you know, um, designing stuff and and make sure it fits how it should, um, across the some things are going to fit some people one way and, and the others other ways. So um, we try to do the best we can. And it's, it is a challenge. Um, and I know, like I said, the product folks could speak a lot better to that. Um, and, and that's also a tricky part about being direct to consumer, right? I mean, we're not in stores. We're, we're online and, and direct to consumer. So like there's some opportunities for folks to get out and see our stuff, maybe at certain events and things like that. But you know, 98% of the time, it's going to be folks that are going on our website and saying, you know what, I want to get that Origin hoodie. Um, I'm just not sure how it's going to fit. Well, I need, you know, the, call our customer service team. We've got a great group of customer service folks that, you know, uh, some specialize in whitetail, some specialize in, in Western big game, some specialize, in, uh, you know, across both. So, like, you're going to get somebody on the phone that's right there in Idaho that can talk you through, like, Okay, give. Hey, I'm I'm am this tall. I weigh this much. These are some of my measurements. Um, you know, what would you suggest? And and they're usually pretty dialed on on what they're suggesting in terms of the correct size. And and you know, in at the end of the day, if you get something and it doesn't fit quite right, we do have like free exchanges. Um, you know, for items that are purchased at, at full price. So. Um, there's there's ways to get around some of that if, if something doesn't fit you know we'll, we'll work with you and, and make sure you, you're happy with your item and, and, and get what you get what you want.
2: You know if your product guys are ever like hey we need a model that's like an upside down <laughs> bowling pin with an 84 inch wingspan I'm your guy Josh keep <laughs> me keep me in mind, so.
0: No yeah I'll put that one in my notebook here. It is. Yeah, it I is.
2: was very very yeah, very very happy with the fit. I am not going to lie. I was I was shocked when I put on I bought the Origin or not the I, I bought the Wick long sleeve. Yep. I'm like there's no way this is going to fit me. And it just I mean, I love it. I'm I'm very very happy with the fit. That's been such a good. frustration for me uh, you know, throughout my my hunting career. So, good on you guys.
1: Awesome. And you guys to hear it. That it is. It is pretty incredible. Paul and I have a very different um body builds, but it does work very well. You have a great website when it comes to picking out the products. I, I love check the reviews. People tell you what they think. You've got yep. the little, it's a little dial or whatever that shows, you know, how does it fit? You know, most people that reviewed viewed it, yep. the fit they feel, the, the temperature it'll go Your down size to. Charts, yes. Yeah. So yep. you guys put yeah, it, there's all
0: that kind of stuff on there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Now, if you're going to go dive in full, you know, head first drinking the Kool-Aid and we're going to go to the late season stuff, right? Yep. Cause I think that's yep. from a whitetail perspective, that's about as heavy duty as it goes. Um, can you just give us a quick rundown of the difference between like the solitude and the sanctuary? Um, I'll just let you talk about it. Cause I don't want to say anything that I might've interpreted wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's perfect. So, um, Solitude and sanctuary are kind of both of our, our insulated uh jacket and bib systems. Um that solitude kit is gonna be more like when I when I'm wearing that, it's gonna be like most of November, early December. So like that's kinda like my like quote unquote rut kit, if you will. That's gonna get me through those all day sits in November and those temperatures that are dropping down into the the twenties and teens and you know, teens probably getting down to the spot where I might think about switching over to Sanctuary, but like um, I think for like we're talking like Ohio like if I'm going to if I'm going to try to build like a uh, a system for you guys in Ohio like the solitude is going to be like um the workhorse for you guys probably like when you're doing the majority of your hunting like I, I definitely would suggest catalysts for some of the early season stuff um but like Ohio I think a solitude system is going to get you through you know a good majority of the year when those temperatures start to drop, you know, into the forties, thirties, twenties, et cetera. If you layer that right, you can, you can take that down even further with like furnace based layers and some of the other insulating uh, pieces that you could put underneath. But, um, and that just got updated this year with the windproof membranes. So that solitude system is now fully windproof. That's going to help it even get even uh, you know down further with some of those temperatures by, by blocking that wind. Um, So that's a huge, huge, huge upgrade that people have been asking for, for a number of years. And, and we're, we're super excited to be able to finally get that out. You know, we've, we've been wanting to do it for years and years and years, but it's, it's not as as simple as just slapping a membrane in there and calling it good. We didn't want to compromise the, any of the the other, you know, the features of of our gear. And and a lot of that is the silence, right? Like it's super quiet. Um, Anytime you're putting like a, a, a windproof or waterproof, or any of that any of that kind of stuff. A lot of times, that material is super crunchy, um, and it can impact the the noise level of the garment. So, we're finally able to to work with um, uh, 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 some folks that were able to help us get to um, uh, a piece that we felt really good about in terms of one the wind the re- wind proofing uh, ability, as uh, as well as the the noise that it would um, you know not add to the garment. So super excited about that. And then the Sanctuary 2.0 got that same upgraded windproof membrane in it as well. So um, both of those kits, the insulated kits are now fully windproof, um, which is a huge step forward. Um, so that solitude, like I said, we're gonna kind of be like my rut kind of, um, my November into December um, setup. If I'm like in Minnesota or, you know wisconsin northern michigan you know even even in southern michigan here um you know and, and even in ohio i mean you guys have a late season down there you guys go to what february or something yep so i mean you can get yourself into some really cold scenarios um you know in the dakotas i, I hunted north dakota last last uh december i think it was there like 14th or something like that and there's wind chills literally like negative 40
1: degrees it sounds terrible um,
0: and where that's so i mean it's just like it, it all kind of depends on where you're at but that you point out it's going to be like your bomb proof like late season kit it's it's basically like double the insulation of the solitude um and that thing is like for, for as insulated as it is like a lot of times you get into those late season pieces you, you feel like you're like a michelin man or something like that like you can't move
1: the kid from the christmas story I, that's just like
0: yeah exactly i think that's like my biggest like um uh takeaway from that piece is like you don't feel like that but you're like it's like an oven man um it's just so warm and uh but you, you still can draw a bow back you can still do all that i shot my my deer in north dakota last year with that on and it's like didn't hinder me at all um so i think it just kind of depends on where you're at uh, like regionally if that's like a piece that you really need like if i'm in minnesota or some of these northern states like 100 and i hunt the late season 100 i'm getting that, that sanctuary 2.0 for that late season if i'm in ohio or kentucky or you know um, some of these other like a little bit further south midwestern states like you might be able to get away with with the with the solitude all the way through the end of the year depending on how you layer with base layers or you know like, pick up that new source jacket like you could wear that under the solitude and, and, and essentially take you up to that next um level for the jacket like um, uh, like if you wore that, if you wore that source jacket under your solitude jacket, it, it's, it's essentially giving you the same, um, insulating properties as the sanctuary 2.0. Um, and you can wear that as an outerwear. So that, that's kind of like a versatile piece too, that can help kind of get you through some of these late seasons. Um, but yeah, if I'm like where you guys are at, or some of these like states that are kind of on the edge of like getting those super cold, like negative temps in, in the late seasons, you could probably, you could probably layer that, that solitude system correctly and get it through your entire year.
1: And especially since it's, it's what uh, windproof now, I think when, sure. I, when yep. I bought the solitude, yep. I don't think it had the windproof. So, um, that's definitely, that's huge, man. And I agree with you. I yeah, think that's you-
0: new as like July. I think anything like ordered after July or something like that has, a, has the windproofing in it.
1: So yeah, that's, that's awesome. huge. Yep.
2: Months by my solitude's windproof. Look at you, man. Uh, so i i do i do want to talk you talk about shooting a bow i was i I liked how the sleeves on the source jacket the solitude jacket they're kind of tapered but they're not like obnoxiously tapered to where you don't like you feel restricted so i think that's an important you know for the bow hunter we've all had those big puffy jackets that get in the way so
0: that's definitely something you know that's definitely like top of mind on, on product development teams like um you know mind when they're when they're putting these things together is like having like a shooter's cut and being having the ability to draw a bow back not only like in your forearm but also like when you're at full draw you're not getting any uh you know, tightness in your shoulders or in your back or anything like that um that, that's definitely something we, we think about a lot when designing our stuff
2: and i think another another feature too and i i had to show my wife i put the i put the jacket on i'm like oh my god this is amazing is the turret hood how it mm-hmm. doesn't I, I like you just turn your head and and it stays there but your field of view is fully exposed i mean i'm standing in front of the mirror just going back and forth moving my head like this is insane can you take yep. a can so talk, you take a, a video about what that
1: can you take a video of that next time you're doing <laughs> that paul that, i
2: absolutely will do that i, I showed my wife i showed my daughters i'm like look at this hood
1: but dad's lost it yeah things
0: about- <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and and on the catalyst, and I, and I believe the solitude, you can remove the hoods as well. So if you're not, like, a hood guy, um, you can take those right off, too. Um, I know sometimes, like, if I'm not expecting it, like, a lot of times what I'll do, if, if, if I know it's not going to rain or snow or anything like that, I'll just take my hood off and, and leave it in my pack. And then, like, if there's going to be, like, a little storm coming or just, like, a quick little rain shower or something like that, I'll, I'll pull that out and just, and just zip it back on real quick. It, it's all the the where there is, is DWR treated. So it's going to help. It's going to get you through a little bit of a, a quick little rainstorm or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I, like a lot of times I'm, I'm not a huge hood guy. Um, but I, I always have them with me in case I need them um, for a little extra warmth or, or to help with some precipitation that may be coming. But yeah, you can, you can like cinch down from the, like the middle on the back of the hood to get, um, a form fitting to your head a little bit more and then, uh by the uh, on either side by like your your uh both sides of your jaw or whatever so you can kind of really get that tightened down and, and really block out you know get get some good coverage where you're not getting you know wind or or whatever cold air getting down in through your jacket and then yeah when you move your head your that hood is moving with you and it's not obstructing your your peripheral um uh, peripheral vision or anything like that you get a good field of vision um which is super important obviously when you're uh, in a tree stand
1: all right, so wrapping up the whitetail stuff here, T things take away: if you're going base layer, start with the wick uh, hoodie. Um, if you just want that real good kind of early to mid season, the catalyst system is good. And then, if you're going to go for more of the late season stuff, the 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 solitude is, is maybe something to consider. Outside of that, like you've got mm-hmm. different layers of the base layer warmth, right? Yep. So, yep. do we just so cover we that three. real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. we got three layers of of base layers um, in in the merino wool. So you got your wick series, which is going to be your 150-gram, like your lightweight base layer. You've got the kiln, which is 250 grams. That's that merino X. So it's 95% merino, 5% spandex. Um, uh, That's going to be – that comes in both tops and bottoms. Uh, All of these are in tops and bottoms. Um, And then there's some variations depending on the piece, like – i believe kiln and furnace have zip off legging options that you can uh you know definitely like there's an application for those in, in the whitetail world i think those are probably primarily meant for western hunters who are you know trying to shed layers as the day warms up and they're hiking around and everything but i i wear i wear some zip offs in the whitetail woods too if, if i'm having all day sitting, and you know starting Tur- to warm up midday
1: the turkey man turkey woods yeah it can be turkey, cold yeah. there in the spring and then you start hiking around by midday it's yep. you know that's it's i like, found
0: them. it's like one of those things like you, you don't oh, i don't know if i'd really use that but like once you have it's like oh i do use that right um yep and then uh furnace the furnace base layers which i I might have to say are my favorite um like they're just incredible uh the, the warmth that those things give off it's just like oh gosh late season hunting if, if you do any sort of late season hunting you got to get yourself some some furnace base layers um, that's in a, a quarter zip in the top and, uh, also like a, a long john. And those things are, are just, uh, like I said,
1: incredible for those late
0: season hunts. So those are the three, the three levels, wick, kiln, and
1: furnace. Beautiful. Um, Paul uh, and Josh, I know you're kind of the whitetail expert guy, but do we, Paul, do you want to have, do you have any questions on the, the waterfowl stuff? I know you're more of a, more of a bird, bird brained, um, type of person.
2: I I do. I can you, can you talk about the type of pattern and just kind of the thought process behind, behind that? Because it's, it's a very unique pattern. I feel like to the wire, to the, to the waterfowl marsh and, and fields.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to completely preface this by saying I actually haven't worn any of the waterfowl gear. So take this all with, um, from a white tailors perspective here. I, I, I'm, I am in, uh, I've done a little bit of waterfowl hunting, but I'm certainly, um, you know, my fall is, is, uh, taken up by, by whitetail hunting. I have a a hard time not going to sit in a tree stand to do something else, but my goal is to do a little bit more waterfowl hunting here in in the future, mainly because I want to try some of the stuff. Um, yeah, I mean that the, the Typha, the Typha pattern is going to be more your, your marsh style hunting. Um, you know, like all of our patterns has been specifically designed um, using some of the algorithms that we've come up with for our fusion and our cipher and specter like using using uh kind of like some natural based uh shapes things that are happening shapes that are happening in um in nature and and putting those into a pattern um it's going to be effective for the, the species that we're after um so that it's the same kind of thing like it's not just like throwing something on a on a on a clothing garment and, and going with it i mean there's a lot of thought a lot of r&d a lot of a lot of a lot of hours have gone into to making this stuff um I, i've seen the Waterfall stuff and in, in, in person like got to touch it and feel it um the stuff is the stuff's awesome um the guy uh the uh, logan williamson is the is the product manager there on the waterfowl side he's a waterfowl fanatic and he he uh he did just an amazing job bringing bringing that line to to fruition, and it's gonna it's gonna keep expanding. There's gonna be more and more that are coming down the more and more items coming down the pipe on on the waterfall line. A lot of things to be excited about there.
1: Awesome. Uh, let's see. We're just gonna throw some random questions out here. First of all, you, Josh, surprised me pleasantly last week when the drop of the transfer pack came out because, uh, I've been sitting here telling Paul, man, I really need a backpack, man. I really need a backpack, I really need a backpack. <laughs> and, uh, when I, like, I think I was flipping through Instagram and I jumped out of bed my wife's like, what the hell's wrong with you? But like, I was so excited. <laughs> so, um, can you, can you tell us anything about that?
0: Yeah, man. Um, transfer pack coming very, very soon. Uh, I don't know when you're going to launch this, this episode. Um, what is today tuesday can i can i say the date is that fine it's not good you're good
1: today's
0: today's this uh september 13th it's going to be here very soon um it's it's a sweet backpack i got a chance to to use it all last year um I, i know uh you've been you've been bugging me about uh when we've been trying to set up this, uh, a time to chat, like, okay, is that, is that the rest of the new products coming out? I was like, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of like pushing you off, pushing you off a little bit. And it actually worked out good. We had to reschedule a couple of times to where this is actually out, but, um, yeah, man, whitetail specific pack, um, uh, things sweet. It's, uh, it's a super feature rich, uh, backpack. This is not just some like, um, backpack you go get off the shelf and it's got a you know one one pocket on the outside and you got the you know the middle pockets this is not how it is it's like super well thought out like down to like every strap has a uh a specific use and and thought behind it um so it's uh it's it's like a it can be used as like just from someone that's got a bunch of preset stands just carrying their gear in for the day to someone that's carrying carrying you know hauling in everything from sticks in the stand or sticks in the saddle platform you know back two miles in, in the public land I mean it's just um, it's kind of a do-it-all backpack um, it's got like a built-in tow rope or like a bow rope which is awesome like I don't know like always is such a simple thing to forget in the truck or in your you know bin or whatever it's like a tow rope you get to the trees like oh geez um, it's got a built-in tow rope. It's got a, a tree stand carry mode, so you can take like the the frame off the bag, attach the the tree stand directly to the frame, and then attach the bag to that. It sounds um, uh, like something you could forget how to do, but we've conveniently put directions on the <laughs> on the frame <laughs> for folks to be able to do it. Um, there's actually, I think, within just last like yesterday or the day before, put out a whole kind of video with with Greg Farrell, who's our Whitetail product line manager, kind of walking through all the the features of the bag. Um, You know, if if you don't need the full, you know, the full carrying capacity of the bag, you can kind of cinch it down and make it into a little bit smaller of a a footprint, Um, or you can have the thing loaded up. It's got, you know, uh, interior pockets for organization. Um, You know, you can hang it open from the tree and have access to Everything in a conveniently organized uh, manner. Um, it, it was definitely put together by a serious whitetail hunter, um, and, you, and you can see that when you start messing around with it.
1: Now it looks really sweet. So, um,
0: yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to, for people to get their hands on that and see what they think.
1: Let's see here. What else are we can ask? You kind of answered some of my questions earlier, but um, I think one of the most overlooked pieces potentially would be the origin hoodie. Uh, Just throw Mm -hmm. that out there because you think it's just a sweatshirt, but man, it's like the greatest sweatshirt you've ever owned.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. So if, if there is one piece from the Western side, I'm just curious what you'll say Yeah, uh, from the Western side that you think is like worth it. And when I say that, I mean, you could for whatever purpose, whether it's hunting or day to day, what, what would you, what would you pick out?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Like day to day stuff, like, uh i wear that brooks down sweater like the sweater jacket the little uh puffy jacket the brooks down is like kind of like my everyday uh jacket love that thing um i did gosh i'm trying to think i've never worn that i've never worn that in a white tail scenario although i'm sure people do like wearing it under stuff um and just love that jacket
1: yeah for the record even though it says western or whitetail on the website oh, yeah. you can wear them both together at the same time I mean, there's crossover I mean,
0: our, our stuff yeah our stuff is versatile um obviously i mean stuff is built for a specific reason um and like that reason you know is is kind of the primary use but there's no reason why people can't you know if you if you're in a pinch or if you just like hey you know what? i'm gonna try this for this you know people do that all the time kind of creating their own system of what makes sense for their style and how they want to do things and all that stuff um we try to make it easy for folks and and provide like hey this is the best use case scenario but certainly it's not gonna uh, be a uh, you know broad brush for it for everybody right right um on the pants i like love the corrugate boundary pants um uh, those those are great ones um that i i wear solids for hiking around and and actually wear those a lot doing like uh trees like prepping trees or or um, shed hunting or all that kind of stuff coriot boundary pants are great the sawbucks are great for that same kind of stuff um it's more like an upland kind of bird uh like a you know, like a brush pant type uh pant which is great um and obviously like all the base layers right like those are all multi-use um there's no differentiation other than camel patterns on the, the wick kiln and, and furnace series and same with like origin hoodies so there are a lot of like crossover crossover pieces for sure
1: all right so if i had to just call me a loser but if i had to pick one i mean i really like the sawbuck pants too but man the guide light shorts are like my favorite thing you give me that an origin hoodie <laughs> and i'm like set it's that perfect like fall weather. Yep. oh man i mean it's yep. not great for tromping around in uh poison ivy and stuff like that but for a day-to-day thing it the i really yeah
0: fishing like or day out of, yeah going to the store or whatever yeah guide light shorts okay yep, so yeah. Paul, Came in us, I don't know, so.
1: Paul, you got any more questions? No, I'm good. Josh,
2: thanks for thanks for hopping on, man. Really
0: appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. absolutely. Well, uh, what do you guys? Um, let, let me ask you guys a question. What do you guys got in the works for for whitetail plans this year? What, do you, what hunts you guys got coming up?
2: Oh man, we I I've got a busy year. I'm going to Kentucky for a whitetail hunt. Obviously, I'll be in Ohio, and then we have a combo. Andrew and I are headed to Drummond Island, Michigan. Up, uh, oh, up your way.
0: So, yeah, yeah. yeah looking, looking that. forward That's to awesome.
2: that. Man. Yeah, what about you? What do you got planned? You got anything cool coming
0: up? Uh, I, gosh, I got a, a full slate again this year. Um, uh, got back from South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. I leave for Idaho uh, this evening. Uh, as soon as we get done here, I'm going to take care of a couple work things and start packing the truck to, to drive out to Idaho. Um, be out there for about a week chasing whitetails um go down to georgia first week of october um i hope hoping to bounce back and forth a little bit between ohio and, and home obviously michigan had those those tags and then the one i'm I'm most excited about this year is i drew a kansas tag so i'll be i'll be hitting up kansas
1: in november it sounds like a good time to be in kansas
0: oh uh, yeah yeah okay. that, that one's a bucket list one i had a, I checked one off last year with Iowa. That was one I was waiting forever to do. And, and uh, finally, finally had the opportunity to get out to Kansas. So that's awesome. Back to back good years for some sweet states.
1: Well, where can people find you on Instagram so that they can uh, keep up with your success this fall?
0: Yeah. Now, I probably need to do a better job of, of being active on there. I, I just get in the swing of things like, I like social media, but I, gosh, I just I don't get a ton on there. But, um, Instagram, I think my, 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 uh, username is like at josh.hilliard. Um, it's probably the best place to, to follow along.
1: And the website for all that we've talked about today is firstlight.com. Yeah,
0: firstlight.com, piece of cake. And, and uh, they're on all the, the social platforms, uh, as
1: well. So make sure to give them a follow is, you know,
0: sign up for our newsletters and stay up to date on everything coming down the pipe.
1: Awesome. And, uh, if you happen to be in Haley, Idaho, you can check out your first retail store, right?
0: Yeah, just, yeah, that's a great, great, uh, great thing to, to mention. We just opened our first kind of flagship store just within the last couple of weeks. I haven't, I haven't been out there to see it yet. So, uh, it looked can't, cool. Can't wait. I was supposed to go out there a couple of weeks ago and, and, uh, and got sick, couldn't go out there. So I'm, I'm excited to get out there and see
1: it. Awesome. Well, Josh, I appreciate your time and uh, good luck this fall, man.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on and, and the opportunity. And, yeah, best of luck this fall. Yep, take care.
2: Thanks, Josh.